Now on the air from the state of Florida, where our 45th president temporarily resides until his triumphant return to that big house on Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Once again, it's time for the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. Here are the three patriots who will keep Flagler County red while making America great again. Your host, Trump Club President Mike McElroy, along with Trump Club Vice President and Palm Coast City Councilman Ed Danko, and Trump Club Board Director, better known as the Shadow Mayor of Palm Coast, Alan Lowe. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Flagler Trump Club Future of Flagler podcast. I'm Ed Danko, along with my uh, co-host Alan Lowe, the next mayor of Hello, everybody. Palm Coast. And finally, you get to meet Mike. He's back. He's back. It's first time doing our podcast. I'm real. I'm here. I know you guys became media stars while I was gone, but I'm back to try to ruin your careers. Well, <laughs> thank you for that, Mike. I yeah. uh, really appreciate it. So before we get started, because we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and Mike will be, even though he's a host, he'll be our guest today because it's the first time you folks have gotten to see him and listen to him and yeah, we did not make him up, right, Alan? No, he's for real. And he is for you, real. You can see my deer in headlights look. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's this guy's real name, and where did we find him? It's Joseph Shabbats. Okay, there you go. Um, we got some breaking news, as always, and let's start with Alan. Alan's been a bad boy. Um, yeah, And he's apparently. being bashed by the liberal left-wing media here throughout Palm Coast. Uh, apparently, well, so am I. I'm being bashed, yeah, too, I mean, by the way. I mean, don't give me all the credit. Together, yeah, right? don't give me all the credit. <laughs> They're trying to smear us both, but we know that's not going to stick. Well, they keep putting our name out there. I think that's a good thing. It is. You know, call me anything, just call me, right? That's right. But uh, apparently, uh, they don't like seeing a photograph of you and our great governor, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, in my opinion, and I think in most people's opinion, is the best governor that the state of Florida has ever had and probably in the United States. And I was extremely proud to be able to have that lunch and have the picture taken with him. But apparently, some people don't like him. Well, apparently, some people don't. I think they're all woke, liberal progressives. I would no say doubt. so. No doubt. They'd be much happier if you got a photograph with the governor of New York, Mario Cuomo. Yeah, but I don't think I would. You don't think you would? <laughs> no, no, I don't no. think you would either. No. So anyway... Um, while all that's going on, they're accusing me of all kinds of nonsense, too. Stay tuned, folks. There's going to be some more news on that coming yes, up definitely. shortly. Uh, but getting into Trump news, as everyone has seen, our president's been out doing rallies again. Fantastic. Uh, what, what do we have one coming up this weekend, Mike? Uh, July 10th. So next weekend, uh, there's actually a sine wave for Alan. Our club members have put together. They're going to be in... Uh, Several different locations. They'll be at uh, the ABC, right near the ABC on uh, Old Kings Road. They'll be at uh, Boulder Rock and uh, Palm Coast Parkway, which goes in toward Home Depot. And then they will be near Target on 100. Um, so that's three locations. Uh, and that's uh, Saturday, July 10th at 5 o'clock. So. And, and I, think, I think it's important to note that I just heard about this today. This isn't something that that myself or, or, you know, my campaign is putting together. This is things that volunteers are jumping out there and doing, and I think it's incredible. It's extremely humbling. We like to surprise you, Alan. You're doing a great and, job, uh, Andrew. Thank you. The, uh, Isn't this a David Holland 2.0 rally? No, <laughs> no, I, I don't think he'll be okay. there. Okay. I haven't seen him at any sign waves. No, I, well, I don't, I've never seen him at a Trump meeting, so, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there is that. So, anyway, on top of that rally, there is a Trump 
rally in Sarasota, Florida yes. on the same date. And it's a, it's about a four-hour drive to get out there, so we're not going to be putting together a bus trip, are we, Mike? Uh, no. Well, the response, uh, as you say, it's a long one, and we it's also this weekend, July 3rd. Uh, happy 4th of July to everybody out there for the weekend. And um, what what's happening is that we have this Freedom Fest here. So yeah. I know you and Alan... And yes, I we're going to be in a be dunk a, tank around noon. Oh well, that's well worth coming and spending yes. some money on. Spend a little money, throw get some Alan, softballs put him in the Ed. water, put Ed in the water. No, I just think Ed. We, I think we could make a lot of money on Ed. <laughs> and uh, well, don't forget, Joe Mullins is going to be there. Okay, yeah. so, oh, you well, know, well, well, we'll quadruple it up. So <laughs> all of the woke progressive Republicans who are against your campaign have an opportunity to come out and and. And dump you in the tank along yeah, with Ed and uh, Joe Mullins. The, the problem is we all know these liberal Democrats are just too cheap to reach in their pocket. Oh, that's true. And, Five bucks is a lot of money. Well, but it's a lot of money. There's some liberal woke Republicans. They have money and they may, they may yeah, spend but, it. You know, the, uh, the free paychecks coming down from the federal government have been cut off by our great governor. So they may not want to spend the five dollars that we gave them they may all have to go back to work again is that what it's you're a saying a word you know ah, they're not gonna like that no no probably not so anyway uh we will be keeping an eye on the trump rallies that are coming up here in florida and when they get close enough to us here in palm coast like let's say orlando jacksonville or daytona and sanford um, yeah they were in sanford. yeah we'll uh we, we we'll will hopefully buses, have enough right? members uh, to get a bus yes that was my thought when we put out the information on the July 3rd rally, but we didn't really, I've gotten one letter about someone who obtained tickets. Uh, and, you know, there's, I'm not aware of any transportation, so they're going to have to self-arrange that. But if we get a large response to one that's closer, uh, we will try to field the bus. And if you haven't been to a Trump rally, oh. you've, you've missed it. There's nothing better than a Trump no, rally. There's no more fun than a Trump rally. It's really, you know, it's, it's nice to, at least for the period of time of the Trump rally, to be around people that actually think. And it's, it's great to be around that type of people. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's and the energy. And he never stops. When it, that rally starts, he goes. It's two hours. It is. Just two hours. Non-stop. It's unbelievable. It's um, and if you do go to a Trump rally, you've never done it before, get there early. You're yeah. going to have to stand in line. But, you know, you meet some wonderful people in those lines. I you mean, do. they're fabulous. And they'll have food trucks set up and everything and, and porta-potties and everything, and they give out free water. So you're, you're not going to be dying in line. You're going to actually be having fun with some great people. Um, get there early. The sooner you're in line, the closer you get. To the and stage. You, yeah, and you can get pretty close if you're up line first. So, so get up there and get in there, and, and you're going to have a lot of fun. You know, last year... Um, I know you were criticized recently for not doing that Rhino Tiger Bay. Yeah. Uh, uh, those folks are just good for them. You know, that, that, that little uh, phony, fake, uh, um, um, I wouldn't even call it a debate. It's no, more, I told them in advance I had a conflicting yeah. time, but people don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, I'm going to admit something. Last year when I was running, I was invited to do Tiger Bay, and I told them I had a uh, previous scheduled event. And I did. And that event was going to the Trump rally in Jacksonville. And you know what? Missing Tiger Bay didn't hurt me in my election at all. And, and Trump was a hell of a lot more fun. So. I should have gone with you. You should. I, <laughs> I know you told to me talk to. you I know, into it. I, I must but say, I did go later. I listened to uh, the openings, the debate questions from Tiger Bay. And I, I, they were very 
vague in general. I didn't see any specific relevance to this election, which is going to be very consequential. So, uh, you know. And, you know, and, and on top of that, I have always been open and, and going to the public. So if people want to talk to me, they don't have to wait for a forum. I'm available anytime, unlike the other candidates. Well, you've and you've been pretty specific uh, on on the issues that face the city. So uh, those being, number one, taxes. Yeah, no taxes. As you've pointed out, I think. Or no tax increases, I should say. 97% or something like that, you know the figures better than I do, of uh, our tax base here. Is, 92% comes is, from, is from res- the residents. Residential. Yeah. So that's a low figure. We don't have a lot of business here picking up taxes. And what that means is any development that happens brings in more residential and requires more police, more fire, uh, more services, more sewers, uh, and all of those things obviously cost money. So it, it, it matters whether you're spending that money on I don't know, say a pickleball tennis complex, uh, a golf course that loses money, uh, amenities, as the previous mayor liked to refer to. Uh, These are all taxpayer-funded amenities, and uh, they might be better spent on things like swales, lighting, sidewalks. um, The things that people are actually asking for. And the newest stage of development that we're seeing uh, is uh, the up-and-coming one that we see a lot about is affordable housing, high dent- higher-density uh, affordable housing. And we're beginning to see local tax breaks to developers and local regulations being loosened to permit that. And one of the things that attracts developers about that is that they get tax credits that they can sell to investors. And those tax credits go on for 10 years, so long as the housing is built as it is. Now, in Flagler County, if you, and you can look this up, uh, if you look at the median income, uh, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, it's somewhere around $53,000 a year. The median in- rent is somewhere around 1300 although that may have moved, uh, so rent or end or mortgage payments. Um, so the median income is well within the ability to pay uh, for housing costs here. What isn't obviously well able to pay for housing costs here is those that are below that medium income uh, and may even be at the lower end of that. Now, if government supplies that, there's a cost, and the cost is, is shifted to, again, the homeowner the taxpayer, the, the people that own and rent can pass the costs on to the renter. But the homeowner, who might be a retired person or two, a retired couple, might be uh, you know a, a young couple with kids, they all have to absorb that uh, increase for the largesse, the generosity uh, of government when it, when it brings in that kind of density development. So your opponent says... He's for smart development, whatever that means. Yeah, who knows? Where do you stand on this development stuff? Where do I stand on the development? Well, as has been said by people before, you know, um, I can't live in downtown Manhattan. I can't afford to live there, so I have to live where I can afford to live. 
And yes, we need to have all forms of housing in Palm Coast, but we don't need to put the burden of the cost of housing onto other people. We need to make sure that we have high quality development, development that's going to bring up the economy in Palm Coast. And we need to make sure that we're we need, we need to make sure that we keep the burden of taxes off of the residents. And I think, you know, Ed just the other day, along with Victor Barbosa, shot down a half cent uh, sales tax increase. Yeah, we, we did kill it on the city level, and it wasn't even our sales tax. It was the county sent it over to us to ask us to give them an approval letter just yeah. to get on board with their plan. And And my point was, this is your tax increase. It's not our tax increase. Why do you need my permission or my approval? I'm not voting for a tax increase. As all of you know out there, I'd rather drink antifreeze than vote for a tax increase. And I really mean that. And on that subject, by the way, we have a little surprise coming up in the next week or so. And I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I have a feeling Alan Lowe will be sharing some antifreeze with me. You're looking forward to that, huh? Yeah, you're looking forward to that. So just stay tuned. You'll be seeing it soon. But the whole thing with the half-cent sales tax, and I know that there's other members of the city council that are eyeing increasing property taxes. they are. And I know that some of the other candidates aren't necessarily opposed to it. I'm 100% opposed to it. So am I. We need to roll back the millage rate. Now, folks, you have to understand how this works. They say to you, we didn't increase your millage rate, so we didn't increase your taxes. That's a lie, all right, because your property values went up. So while the millage rate is here, your property values went up, guess what? They collect more taxes from you. And then they tell you it's not a tax increase. Or as Mike would say, and I don't want to be crude, but they piss on your leg and they tell you it's raining outside. <laughs> That's just not the way it works. Uh, yeah. I want to roll back that millage yes. rate. I know Alan wants to roll it back. I want revenue neutral taxes. In other words, if you paid, I don't know, $1,000 last year, then this year you should only pay $1,000. Exactly. And the way to do that is to cut out wasteful spending that we have. Yep. Like Mike mentioned uh, or alluded to a few minutes ago, this, this pickleball stuff. Yeah. $5.75 million for phase one of which... We Pretty, know that's not true. We know it's not true, but close to a million dollars of that, according to the budget that they've set up, comes out of the general fund. That's taxpayer money. They're trying to say it's mostly funded by, you know, impact fees and grants and so forth. But a million dollars is coming out of the general fund. Then they don't talk about the ongoing maintenance, which doesn't come from impact fees. That's all general fund or generated from memberships and you know, no, we're going to take a bath on eight, it. The city's yes. going to take a bath. And worse though, we're not talking five point seven million. No. We have phase one. We have phase two. Original estimate was over $20 million. You can bet it would be $30 million. $30 million. I think that's something we're going to take care of once you're elected. I think that uh, pretty much on day one, I'm going to pass a motion or, or not pass a motion, but make a motion to uh, reconsider. reconsider it. Yes. Yeah. Well, your, your opponent, David, says that was passed and uh, he, he, he hasn't been against it. Uh, yeah. But before we go any further, guys, we have to take a break for our wonderful supporters out there. So we'll be back in one minute. Are you twisted enough for Twisted Minds escape rooms? Then check us out at twistedminds.com and book an adventure today. You can choose between Camp Calico or the mysteries of Vanished. How about travel back in time to 1840s California and visit Digger's General Store? Get ready, coming late spring, early summer 2021 
a little bit of mayhem at Twisted Minds Escape Rooms in Palm Coast. Check us out at TwistedMinds.com or give us a call at 888-92-TWIST. We'll be waiting. Tired of sitting at home restless? Need to exercise? Playing golf is one of the best ways to stay fit, and golf courses are one of the safest places to be. The gorgeous 18-hole Gary Player-designed Cypress Snow Golf Course is open to the public. Enjoy your game in the heart of Palm Coast, surrounded by nine glimmering lakes and plenty of wildlife. Your safe and healthy choice is Cypress Knoll Golf, voted the most beautiful course in Flagler County. Call to book your tee time, 437-5807. That's 437-5807. Welcome back. I want to thank our supporters out there. Without their generous donations, this video podcast would not be yes. possible. So if you if you play golf, if you like entertainment, uh, visit Twisted Minds. Visit Cypress Knowles Golf Course. They have a great bar. Have a great restaurant too. So even if you don't play golf, go have a cocktail. You know, have have something to eat. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful course. Anyway, we were talking about pickleball. pickleball. Alan, do you play pickleball? Yep. I didn't even know what it was until, you know, this whole thing. Because, you know, I've been to every city council meeting. None of the other candidates have. They only jumped in when uh, when Holland quit. But when it started to be brought up, I had to go and look it up because I had never heard of it before. And they make the claim, you know, that it's the fastest growing sport in the United States, which may be possibly true. If you go from nothing to something, you're growing quickly. You know, football and so forth have been here, so they're not really growing. Uh, so, you know, you can take statistics and twist it any way you want but i understand you had a conversation with the head of the uh, pickleball association and discovered something a little alarming i don't know if it's called the pickleball association but yeah the, the, the one of the leaders of their group and they originally had asked for four pickleball courts and the reason is that they're playing pickleball on the tennis courts and the tennis players can't play when the pickleball players are playing you know that kind of thing so they asked you know can we have four courts just four courts? Four courts. And the cost of four courts is somewhere between sixty and $80,000. So how did we get into the millions and millions and millions? I can't say that it's because there's a development of 166 homes going up next to it that, you know, the property values, according to our previous uh, mayor, Holland, said that the property values would go up in Palm Coast with the new 12 pickleball courts, 12 tennis courts, two-story stadium with the concession stands down below and the medical part up above and skyboxes to watch tournaments. And, you know, that will increase somebody's property value. But, you know, Holland Park, which is a wonderful facility now that it's there, didn't do much for my property value where I live. I don't see how a pickleball court stadium thing on one side of the city will help my property values on the other side of the city. So I think it was a specific group that she was talking about when she mentioned I understand that. that that splash pad was supposed to cost us $2 million. It went up to almost $6 million, and it's still not working. Uh, uh, another Holland grandiose scheme that just well, didn't quite. By the way, Melissa, if you're out there, if you're watching, and I know you do because you miss me, um, you're more than invited to come on this podcast anytime you wish. We'd love to have the opportunity to talk with you and ask you a few questions. So give me a call, Melissa. Yeah, we're, so we're moving on to other stuff here. Uh, President Trump stuff. Yes, well, that's... Let me put on my glasses here because this is breaking news. A grand jury in Manhattan filed criminal indictments Wednesday against former President Donald Trump's company and its longtime chief financial officer. Those criminal charges against the Trump organization are 
the result, the first results of an investigation by the New York Attorney General, I can't pronounce her first name, but her last name is James, who just so happens, wait for it, to be a Democrat. Are you surprised? Yeah. No. <laughs> no surprise there. During an interview with Sean Hannity Wednesday night, last night, um, Trump called these charges total nonsense and said he would fight this New York radical left prosecutor. Um, any reaction on this? Well, it's curious. Uh, I, I don't know how long the prosecutors have had uh, President Trump's tax returns, uh, but it's been quite it's been a while. Uh, obviously, they went over them with a fine tooth comb. And at the end of all of this, the best they could produce was to charge the CFO with charges relating to using private cars and some other things. Uh, not a very... Uh, Nothing major here. For the expenditure yeah. between the state attorney general and Vance's district, Manhattan district attorney's office, uh, it's certainly nothing earth-shaking. Now, you could speculate that the charge against the CFO is meant to get him saying things that the prosecutors would like him to say. I don't know if that will be successful. Yeah, they're going to try to make him flip against his boss. and Well, that yeah. would be the hope, I'm sure. Yeah, um, Smear from the top all the way down. Well, we're mm -hmm. used to smears, aren't yes. we, Alan? Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I said when this race started, I said I don't really have a lot of room for knives in my back anymore. And what they're trying to I do... I said is, I would take a few for you. <laughs> and you have. have. And they're trying to pull a few of the knives out and throw them back at me. I mean, it's all baloney. Yeah, it's it, all baloney. it is. It's absolutely... When, uh, you, when you don't have the platform and you don't have the knowledge and you don't have the support of the people to win your race on a one-on-one on -one -on -one head race, you just start smearing the hell out of everybody and hope that it sticks somewhere. And yeah. that's the game they're playing. Yep. Uh, another front here... Um, that same interview with Hannity uh, Wednesday night, uh, President Trump announced that he has made up his mind about running in 2024. And um, he's not revealed that decision, but I have no doubt. I know what it is. Uh, you know? The rallies and everything. <laughs> yeah. He's not putting on rallies because he's going to say no. <laughs> no, they're afraid that, uh, that despite everything they've tried from the failed uh, Russian uh, collusion to the impeachments, both of them failed, uh, that that hasn't put him away, so to speak, and they're still looking for things to put him away in the hope that he can't make a comeback. So that's, that's what the Democrats are busy doing. And then, of course, with the Voting Rights Act they tried to pass in Congress, uh, they wanted to ensure a permanent uh, Democrat majority by allowing people to vote without voter ID. And they say that if you don't do that, you're suppressing votes. But it's interesting that on polls that I've seen, even most minorities believe there should be ID for voting. Yeah. And, and, you know, I saw a list the other day and I wish I had brought it with me, but it was all the things that you could not do without a valid ID. You know, like drive a car, drive a car, buy get on alcohol, an airplane, get buy on alcohol, an airplane, yeah. on and um, on and on. It's just an endless, endless list. Um, you you can't you can't get your social security without an ID. You can't get Medicare without an ID. You can't go into a doctor's office and have a doctor's visit without your ID. Yeah. It's just so for these folks to say that this is somehow discrimination. Everybody has an ID. Yeah, it's 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 but again, they want everyone to just be able to vote 
vote once, vote often. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter if you're a citizen. They just want their votes. Vote. What's that bill called? HR one, I believe. Yes, that that was a, a failed uh, attempt, but they got no support from the Republicans, and that's why I think what we're trying to do in, in the Trump Club is so important. Now that President Trump is not in office, uh, it local and state politics become even more important. Local and state government are a a shield to protect us from the overreaching federal government, and we need a philosophy of, of government doing what it has to do and no more than it has to do, and that's what we support because that's freedom. The bigger the government, the smaller the individual, and uh, we need to remember that. That's what we're trying to do here in Palm Coast. And uh, coming back to the Palm Coast elections and why they're so consequential is that we see a lot of dark money being funneled through PACs to schmear Allen, uh, in this campaign. And if you look at uh, what those PACs represent, some of them are even vendors for one of your opponents. Yes. Uh, so he has made payments to uh, one PAC that is a, uh, the individual involved in the corporation is a medical PAC, not surprising given how many millions did we give to? Yeah, well, we gave 2.5 to Jackson University, and this is a university that makes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And then we gave another, what was it, 1.5 to Mednex. So, uh, by the way, you know, this Jackson University thing, they're going to come down here, open up a little office, and create a whopping 14 jobs. And, what, and the loan to them wasn't one interest-free and one forgivable? Yes, totally, yes. So yeah. they get the money. Um, but it's not like they need the money. They'd rather take it out of the taxpayers' pockets here in Palm Coast, though. I voted against this. You know, and I'm all for economic development. We need to have economic development. But if Palm Coast is a great place to do business, why do we have to pay them to come That's here? what I said. I said you're more than welcome to come. Well, you're, but don't expect us to front the bill. You're gambling with – you're speculating with taxpayer uh, money. Uh, uh, great. You're well, picking were, winners and losers. Your former mayor – was fond of referring to public-private partnerships, which were dubious. For instance, the one we have a relationship with a company here that had its hands in the city business and was also the employer of uh, the former mayor, uh, and and that she in fact solicited business on behalf of uh, using her city position. Yeah, so, by the by the way, Melissa Holland, if if you're still watching, again, you're invited to come on here and defend your positions. Um, and we'd be happy to ask you a few questions. I'm sure you would love to answer them. So give me a call, Melissa. You have my phone number. Yeah, uh, I want to explain quickly political PACs. I'm getting a lot of yeah, uh, questions understand. about PACs. Um, Alan, do you want to explain it? Well, yeah, a, a political PAC, also called a political action committee. Or dark money. Or dark money. Because people can put all the money they want into a PAC, and it really doesn't get reported anywhere. And what it does is a PAC can do things. You know, a candidate can accept up to a $1,000 donation in, in our local races local here races. in Flagler. Yes. So, uh, you know, these big corporations, the most they could give would be 1000 bucks. So what they do is they set up these or special interests, they set up these PACs, uh, political action committees, that they dump hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into. There's no limit to what they can no limit. contribute. And then they go ahead and they might do a, you know, a mail-out. Can't do it, you know, they, they can't go to the, to the candidate and say, we're going to do a mail-out for you, and then the candidate interacts. They can't do that. But they could 
design their own mailer and send it out to as many people as they want over and over and over. And the candidate does not have to report it. He doesn't have to report it. To give you an example, Allen recently did a mailer. Um, Yes. It went out to 16,000 voters. It cost $8,000. Yeah, $8,000. He had to pay out of his campaign. But a political PAC can just do that mailer for a candidate. There's no accounting. And they can do smear campaigns. And the, and, the, and the candidates that they're working on behalf of, so to speak, uh, can sit back with their plausible deniability and say, oh, I, I, don't, I don't have anything to do. To give you one quick example, folks, there's, there's uh, TV commercials running now on Charter Spectrum. They're putting it on Fox News. They claim they're the Make America Great Again pack. Yeah. These folks have nothing to do with President Trump at all. They're just made up a name. And uh, last yeah. year, they called themselves Trump, Trump uh, Team 2020. Trump Team 2020. Well, they, they were out of a double-wide, rusted-out trailer in Ocala uh, was where they were. Yeah, the pack had they're... their base, and uh, but yet they were Trump Team 2020. Right. And they make you believe it's from Trump when it has not one thing to do with Trump. Not a thing. Not a thing. And it's just a shame. So, you know, you got to understand how these packs work. And they're, they're, they, they try to persuade you. Through dishonesty, yes. they hide behind fake names, and then they smear other candidates. And then the candidates use it as deniable plausibility uh, because they didn't have anything to do with it, but they don't denounce it either. Okay, well, we're about out of time. I want to remind your fo- you folks out there that our Flagler Trump Club meets every third Wednesday, Tuesday, right? Monday. Every th- Monday. <laughs> Monday. <laughs> I'm getting my days confused. Yes. Every third Monday at the VFW on Old Kings Road, we start promptly at 6.30 uh, in the evening. So show up 15, 20 minutes so you get yourself a good seat. Because we, we are fill packed. the room. We fill, we the, fill room. the room. We have a lot of Over folks. 100 people yep. every time. Yep. We're always getting great guest speakers and stuff. So uh, go to our website, flagler4trump.com. That's flagler number four, not, not the word, number four, trump.com. And you can see who our latest speakers are going to be and when our other events are coming up. So that's about all the time we have for today. I want to thank our sponsors again. Um, I want to thank um, Twisted Minds for their yes. amazing support. And uh, if you want to thank our golf course. And the golf course. And I actually had the ability to go out there and take a ride around with the owner the other day. And it is it is incredibly beautiful. Great. So that's about it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, welcome, everyone. Welcome back, Mike. The Future of Flagler is sponsored by the Flagler Trump Club. Our meetings are every third Monday starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Palm Coast VFW. Visit our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's flagler, the number four, trump.com to learn more. Let's make America great again.